It is February 17th in the year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast talking about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Messiah gave a sermon tonight. Oh, what a spectacle that was. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Here to talk about everything that went down this evening. Uh, I missed last week's Raw, but Matt, what did you think about tonight's show? Hmm. Good parts. Really dug the Orton stuff tonight again. Yeah. That's the most... What? I mean, is it fair to say that's the most intriguing storyline in wrestling? Or one of them? Top five? I mean, they opened with it. Now, let me ask you why you're so intrigued by it. Raj and I were talking about this off the air. Do you think he is ultimately going to give a satisfying explanation for why he attacked Edge? Or is it just going to be sort of hand-waved I away? don't care what oh, his okay. reasoning is. He's a dick. <laughs> you can't trust him. He can't trust his own self. He can't trust his own brain. He's a psychopath, and when he gets put in these moments, he continues to make bad decision after bad decision, and this is another one. Yeah, you know, to your point, Matt, I, I almost think it would be better if there's no explanation no. Than, than a bad one. Me too. You know, um, and, Me too. And, it, and usually the explanations are pretty bad. Like last week with mm -hmm. Ruby Riot, why she turned on Liv Morgan, it was, I was trying to explain it to Glenn. I'm like, I, I can't even remember. It was something about... Live being like a lost puppy dog, <laughs> you know, like it, it just made no sense. Um, but keeping, yeah, I mean, these keep, keeping it open ended is better because it puts it in our hands. And when you put it in the wrestling fans' hands to do with it what you will in our own brains, we're way more creative and we'll all have our own reasons, more importantly, which makes it better. Well, yeah, the, but then I again, you had like, uh, dick, right? I said he's a dick, right? So he right. does his job in getting heat from me as the paying fan. Glenn might have a different reason. Glenn's thinking he's doing it maybe because he was jealous of Edge coming back and stealing a spotlight maybe in the in the Royal Rumble, and he that dastardly jerk had to take his shine and his limelight away from him. What a dick! Your reason could be whatever it could be. Yeah, I, I think. In this case, I could see that working where they never have to. They're just two larger-than-life stars that have a history, and you, you can draw it from that history. There are times, like with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, I felt like that needed a good explanation because Ambrose is turning heel for the first time. Uh, you know, it was... It, it just needed a good an explanation. One. And they never did. They never really gave it. such an easy one. You yeah. did it to yeah. me, and I, you did it for the money and the power. I didn't understand it at the time. I hated your guts for it. Yeah. You know what? I still hate your guts. And this is why I'm doing it for you, because uh, doing it to you, because I'm, I'm getting mine now. Yeah. yeah. See, I would say it's the fact that they've set it up as a big question. Why? Why did Randy do this? Why did Randy do this? In traditional TV... Uh, and I'm not going to go off on a big tangent of this, but I, we binge-watched High Fidelity, the new Hulu series over the weekend. If you're a fan of the book or the movie with John Cusack, like, it starts with a breakup, and in the TV series, all this other stuff happens, and in the last episode of the season, they explain why this breakup happened. So there's a mystery that's there, but they keep feeding you and giving you all this other entertaining stuff. You almost forget the question was there, and I just don't like commentary putting over, well, Matt Hardy wants to know why. Waller's asking, why did, why did Randy do this? Like... Give us more, and then later if we find out the reason, that's awesome. But don't set it up as a big question. It's like Rowan in the what's in the cage thing. Like, don't make that your big mystery. <laughs> Seriously, because it's just not going to be interesting. But if you give us, like, a really interesting story and then you give us a payoff, it's so much more rewarding. It, it, it is, but uh, oh, Glenn Lipkin uh, put in 1999 in the Super wow. Chat saying, big fan of podcasts, listen often, very entertaining. Thanks for doing this. Well, uh, thank you, Glenn. Thank Lipkin. you. Thank you. 
And uh, um, David York, I'm sorry, Matt, just Jesus. to shout this out, 499 saying if Jerry Lawler gives the definition of insanity one more time, I'm literally going to go insane. <laughs> That's three week in a row. Uh, well, a lot of <laughs> really yeah. quick, I was wondering, David York. Yeah, you are doing it actually by continuing to talk about it. You are doing the definition. <laughs> well, when he said that's got to be the third week in a row, I feel like there were a lot of things on this show that <laughs> felt like it was like the the tenth week in a row. But we'll I feel like a jerk it. saying this because I have so much respect for King. He's such a nice man in real life. Man, he's so humble. He came on the OVW, and like everyone was kissing his ass around there. Who all the the different people yeah. in town that hook you up with restaurants and take you out to eat they were all over as you know what right and he just pulled me aside and he was like you see all this he goes if i wasn't who i was you think they'd care no he goes look i'm good for a cleveland indians game I, i'll go anywhere where there's cleveland indians on a screen i'll go to a freaking fridays i really don't care he goes if you ever get it big in this business kid don't change don't let these people make you think you're who the heck you really think you are it's good advice good man yeah. and i hate saying it but I'm sorry, he sucks. You didn't see that coming, fans, did you? With that build up. I'm a heel. There's a difference. There's a difference, Raj. I mean, there was the you, swerve. You run a business. I run a business. Like you don't. I mean, okay, yes. There are some people you employ and associate with, Matt. Matt, and you're working your city as well. Actually, your city is probably the best example because it's not all about you, right? So no, if it was your it company. You might hire someone that's a really good guy but sucks at their job. But if it's the city, and I think WWE owes it to the fans. Like, it doesn't matter how nice somebody is. If it's a shitty product, like, give them a job backstage. Don't put them out there every yep. week. Like I always say, my neighbor's a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and Lawler, you know, he was on Steve Austin's podcast recently. <laughs> he admitted he doesn't know who these NXT guys are and, and a lot of the newer talent. Gee, I, we couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. Thanks um, for, for, for finishing that caper off for us, Cam. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. This is the uh, the Catch-22. Uh, is that what it is? Catch, it's quite Catch-22, right? That's where there's no good yes. option. Yes. yes. Well, it's it's where WWE... Double-edged, all... sword, double-edged sword or Catch-22. Yeah, yeah. So they're overproducing all their new talent so they don't get, find someone who's naturally as funny and off-the-cuff as Lawler. So they keep going back to them, you know, because all these guys are trained and have Vince McMahon their their headsets, and they're they're taught not to have personality, more or less. Uh, they're taught to be cookie cutter, you know. Even backstage, you see someone like a Charlie Caruso, who's great on ESPN and and outside WWE, but when she's doing the WWE backstage interview, she's you know a robot. What's her name? Is great from Canada. What's her name? Is Renee Young. Renee is the most talented of them yeah. all. Have you guys ever seen her work on TSN? She's yeah. amazing. She's yeah. Michelle. She's better than Michelle. She's more Michelle Beadle than Michelle Beadle is. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, uh, Kathy Kelly was great. She just left the company. Um, <clears throat> Why'd she leave the company? Uh, she didn't really say. She's been, I guess, Triple H is known for a while she was going to be leaving. So it wasn't like she uh, was. they let her go. But um, Sorry, Glenn. I'm totally divergent. Like, no, topic. they should have stuck it out with Renee. I mean, I know Renee wasn't yeah. natural yeah. commentary, but no, you well, don't think she'd be there now, her. Raj? I, I like her backstage, like as a backstage interview and everything. She I think was she was raw great. to me. She became part of the show to me. Yeah. Like, no, really? I thought she was really bad on commentary. Uh, between her and Corey, I was digging her. I don't know. Maybe I don't pay that much attention to it. Uh. Yeah, but with Law, you know what it is? Lawler says shit that sticks out like a sore thumb, like that goddamn sushi line tonight. Yeah, I was thinking when he said that, I'm like, one of these days Lawler's going to get them in trouble or is going to get fired. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Matt Hardy came out tonight. 
And uh, there was supposed to be a match with Matt Hardy and Randy Orton. They announced it. Matt Hardy's not medically cleared. And um, yeah, Orton was uh, putting him over a little bit, saying, you know, he doesn't want to talk. Uh, they're saying they didn't want to talk. Uh, Orton and he, he wanted or- Matt wanted Orton to admit why he tried to end Edge's comeback. Matt said he can relate, but he wants to know what the hell's wrong with Orton. And he went on and on and on. And I mean, the long and the short of it, of course, it looked like nothing was going to happen. Um, but then of course, RKO hit him with the chair, uh, really brutal beat down. I mean, those chair spots in the steel steps. Yeah. This was one of the worst beat downs I've seen on raw in, in a long time. I was really pissed at the fans tonight for what I'm not, I don't usually like, I usually feel it's your, you paid for the show. You paid for your ticket. You're free to cheer and boo whomever you want. Oh. But Matt Hardy, who's done so much for this business for them chanting one more time. Oh Yeah. That's so stupid. You're not cool. I get you're going against the grain. You're cool. You're cheering for the heels. Yay, you're cool. But you're not really cool. No one backstage is going, wow, those fans are cool. I want to party with them. No one's saying that. Yeah. They're saying you're a dick. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, they did find they did stop that once it got super vicious. <laughs> like once he started doing the the chair on the outside. But I agree. Like it 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 took away this guy's you know, acting like he's, you know, his neck is jacked. He's in a neck brace and then you're chanting one more. It's disrespectful to, to Matt Hardy. He may sure. be done. We don't really know. Well, he's got yeah. one more raw on his contract, okay. but this definitely seems like the right They're going to see him. That's, yeah. that, that's a payoff you give this guy jumping off ladders and all this crazy crap he's done over the years. All right. That being said, if Randy Orton goes to visit him in the hospital next week and then kicks the shit out of him in the hospital, <laughs> that would be a pretty epic segment. <laughs> Come on, Matt, you pop- That's what I was. I tweeted that earlier. I was like, I could see Vince <laughs> like with Ambrose every week, right? We, they're like, oh, this is supposed to be Ambrose's last week, and they'd bring him back on to get the shit kicked out of him. Uh, I <laughs> him in the hospital. That's so funny. <laughs> and it'd be funny if then the week after, like Matt Hardy's at the compound, like recuperating. Randy Orton shows up and beats him up there. Matt Hardy screaming, "My contract's done. I'm out of the company." <laughs> he just comes out with a, yeah. The um, unpredictability, the unst, the unst stableness whatever the word is of randy orton is my hook right now into the storyline yeah this is stuff that feels i mean it feels super heated it feels big it feel it it doesn't feel corny and cheesy it feels it feels big he's done a good job of illustrating with his body language even playing the music tonight while he was about to leave before coming back which was even better because i was like there's no way he's leaving yeah you know but his music was playing that usually means they're done yeah. Um. And they were signing off that segment like they were done and moving yeah. on. So it was awesome, and you could see the confliction all over his face, his facials, his body language. He was so conflicted with with yeah. what he was doing, and and he's so, did such a good job of selling that. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I did point this out on Twitter, uh, but Vince McMahon. I mean this this angle was not PG at all. And and don't get me wrong. I don't. I I prefer my wrestling non PG, but Vince McMahon no, uh, said we don't want more edgy content. When he was talking about AEW, he said we don't need more edgy content. Uh, PG, we're one of the few programs out there that really is PG. <laughs> the, uh, he publicly has to say that he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He can. Why not? He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to say anything about being PG. Well, he, uh, of course he does. When your competition is doing something better than you, he's never going to admit it. Yeah, I mean, he could have so just got to always go the opposite route. Like, for instance, I never subscribed to his theory when Ted Turner called him and said, Hey, Vance, I'm in the wrestling business. <laughs> well, well, I'm in the entertainment business. <laughs> That's not a good answer, right? 
I don't think that's a good answer. Right. No, for he's sure. Just doing, he's just doing the opposite. It's like when someone says, like, hey, you smell. You smell. Yeah. It's like the, the same goddamn thing. Like, the problem is Ben says things on these calls that's it's so easy to come back. Like he said they were gonna fix the live event business. They knew what's wrong and they know how to fix it and they're gonna fix it. And then, well and they didn't. Uh it's kept falling. They're losing money on live events. <laughs> You're expecting him to tell you truths on these things? I'm expecting I think he should not okay. even be on these things anymore. Hey. Just let his CFO handle it. Vince McMahon here. You're right. AEW is going to blow us out of the water. They are edgier. They're much better than us. We suck. We're PG. Um, house shows. They're the worst, and they're going to continue to be shitty. Like, what is he <laughs> supposed to say? You just say, well, for AEW, for instance, he could say, oh, our our ratings for Raw, we triple that show. You know? We, you, okay, that's a good one. You, you know, you, you deflect to your successes. Don't bring up NXT, mm-hmm. but you can bring up your other shows. That, you know, they, they do crush AEW with their other shows, so... Marcus Davis saying he was That's at the show one. tonight. Crowd was very mixed throughout, but the Orton segment was definitely the best. Crowd popped for it. I mean, I think it's tough when you open with 20 minutes on one thing and then spend the next 10 minutes recapping that. But clearly, this gets a reaction. And I think it, when you have when you show something and you want to stress how big it is, um, you you want it to you need to have those replays. I almost feel like when you don't do it, you just move on. It takes away from the series of that angle. True. Seriousness. Well, uh, speaking of stressing it, how big something is, let's thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew, BlueChew.com. Guys, remember the days when all you wanted to do, all you wanted to do was zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Well, those days are long gone. You're older now. Matt, how often a week do you want to zoom, 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 and a boom, boom? Once or twice? It's not all you want to do anymore. 1995 basketball warm-up lines. That is the last time I've heard that song. Because that's what I know you're talking about. You would never use a double entendre when talking to me in this conversation. If you know Rex in effect, you need Blue Chew. You're at that age now. <laughs> and that's because Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. The stuff that works, the science. So now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up, bluechew.com, blue like the color blue. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. If you could benefit from that confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Now, this is prescribed online by licensed physicians, but you don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. They are made in the USA, and since they prepare and ship direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free. Just use our special promo code WINC. Pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BL. U-E-Chew.com, promo code W-I-N-C, to try it free. You know it. You hear us talk about it. I, I'm not even going to mention the DMs because Matt's going Matt's gonna, to Matt's gonna open up a world of hurt for me and inappropriate messages coming to me. But I know from the fans that it works. And at WrestleMania, you know, then, you know what? If you come out to the WrestleMania Mania Live event, then I will accept all your thanks and gratitude for uh, hooking you up with Blue Chew. Uh, in person, it's actually less awkward than in DMs. But regardless, Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. Try it free. Heard us talk about it. Uh, God, they've been with us, what now, like a year and a half? Mm-hmm. You sign up, use that promo code WINC. You're going to get this pouch in it. Five Blue Chews. It's going to rock your world. It's going to change your life. BlueChew.com, promo code WINC to try it free. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. 
Yeah, thank you for such a long continued relationship and continuing to sponsor this podcast. We tr- we really really appreciate it. I know our listeners, more importantly, they really do because they get a break on this deal um, that we tell everybody to go out and subscribe to and, and be a part of and try it. Try it for yourselves. Um, one question: How yeah. come everybody, not not just you, but everybody that advertises Blue Chew always feels the need to spell out B L U E? Is there <laughs> what would be the other spelling? B L E W, perhaps, perhaps like it. Oh yeah, I guess that is more uh, sexual. Would you? Be, or, or, or in fact, now I mean, sorry. All you got these newfangled companies where it's like B L U. Like true is T R U. Yeah, you know. Oh no, you're right. B L U. Yeah, you're right. Let me tell you, and uh, I hate when I hear someone advertise on a podcast and you can't figure out how to spell the goddamn name. It's the most yeah, annoying. I mean, you, yeah, thing. you're not the only one. I've heard other shows that they yeah. sponsor. Same thing. They always spell it out. Yeah. So, no, glad to keep that relationship going. Oh, man, going yes. from this. Talking about Eric Rowan versus Aleister Black. What's in the cage? You don't care what's in the cage. You're over that. That was like yes. three months ago when you cared. Uh, but we had this build. Both Aleister Black and Eric Rowan have been built up. And tonight we saw which one perhaps they care about more, which was Aleister Black getting the win in this match. Good. I mean, this is what we've been talking about, right? Get him up, uh, get him some bigger wins now. Uh, if they really wanted to turn him baby, you know, get him over with the crowd, they should have had him uh, uncover the cage. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's clear they have no intention of ever doing that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a squash. Alistair, uh, both guys have been getting pushed. Uh, yeah. It, it gives Alistair a big win. It is a big win. This guy's been, uh, um, what's his name? God, come on. Roman's been steamrolling through, like, local enhancement talents and smaller you know talents and squash matches feature matches you know so this is a yeah this is exactly what we've been saying that needs to happen this is the next step up very good win for him in fact i wouldn't have been upset if he didn't even sell in tonight's match hmm. yeah uh, i think also i mean i we're not the only ones other everyone thinks the same thing when discussing alistair black that he could be the next big star for them mm-hmm yeah, like just make it a squash, like where he just destroys yeah. Rowan. I mean, it's not, I hate I, I hate to say it, but they've Rowan tried not. many times with Rowan, and it's, Rowan's not, yeah. And I, as a fellow big guy, I hate bearing other big guys. I don't like it because it used to happen to me, and I used to hate it too. But <laughs> to be fair, he's not going to be a headline act at Mania. Alistair Black, who knows? He yeah. he, has, he has more potential to than he does. Yeah, Kurt Angle when he was asked to pick who he could see headlining next year's WrestleMania, Alistair Black was one of the names he picked. Smart. Yeah. Um, I mean, with this, they didn't have Eric get squashed, so it's good. But, man, do you think they're in a feud with each other? Like, or do you think this was a one-off? What's he won? That's a good question. I don't know. There are a lot of times where a feud will start off with a clean victory, and then they just keep facing each other over and over every week. And Rowan's going to win next week, and then Black's going to win the week after that. I don't think they're going to do that. Black has not been pinned. Those guys all have the same category. They're all in the same category. Though. Right. They're, they're, who are those guys? Give me them. The, um, uh, like cruiserweight. Our truth and you know Mojo, like those kind of guys. Oh, I was going to give them the credit. I was going to say Humberto. I was going to say. Oh yeah. Um, dude who's wrestling AJ forever, and he actually won a match in a six man against AJ Styles. Um, like two or three months ago. What yeah. was his name? They were giving him like a mini push there. Not Humberto. What's the other one? Uh, Cedric. Thank you. Good, yeah. great call. Yeah. I didn't give you any clue on that either. <laughs> Cedric Alexander, yeah. Humberto, 
um, what's his name for quite a while? Who's with uh, um, Zelina? Yeah, Andrade. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I think almost most of the roster, you could go to them just trading wins, you know, uh, for but weeks on end. More like cruiserweights for some reason. Yeah. But you say our truth, though, he's not really a cruiserweight. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I could see. Um, I could see them doing this match again next week and then Alistair winning again, or it ends with an attack and then it, you know, they have a little mini feud, but I don't see Alistair ever getting beaten uh, by Rowan. Eric, Eric Rowan's not the one to pin him. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Rowan, I feel bad. This cage gimmick has sucked. We're not going to ever get a satisfactory answer, let alone, I mean, maybe we'll get an answer. It won't be satisfactory. It's just. All right, quick poll in the chat room. What's yeah. worse, the cage or stuttering? Ooh. Matt Morgan, stuttering character, or the cage? Go. Yeah. It's a tough one. Tuck Graff saying, if you open the cage and found Blue Chew, buy Blue Chew. I'm offended about it. Yeah, uh, no, the fans are good, man. Um, oh. I like this. Uh, Rico, Black should be feuding with Seth by now. I think I still think it's a little early, but they should be going there, yeah. Uh, Donald, if they open the cage, Marco Stunt's probably in there. <laughs> They're just waiting for Marco's contract to expire. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, no, uh, Ernie's saying stuttering's worse, much worse. Um yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuttering. Yeah. Lashley sister has got a, a random vote, but a lot That's of not votes part of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> someone's saying that the stuttering was at least entertaining. No, <laughs> no it wasn't. Thank you. It was terrible, but thank you. <laughs> Matt, how many promo segments? How long did the stuttering gimmick last? Like three months, maybe. Yeah, months? isn't it weird though? I mean, but that kind of shows you what a bad gimmick can do. That that's like what people remember. Duh. Yeah, I mean, it's but it's terrible. I mean, my first TNA promo was versus Christian Cage, and I ended it with no, and I didn't stutter. There you go. <laughs> Fun time with game saying, let's pull up the stuttering footage. <laughs> get a copyright takedown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting. Matt, did they reach out to you about this Ruthless Aggression documentary? No. Yeah. No. What documentary? No, I don't even know. Oh, uh, oh debuted last night on the network. It's a series looking uh, at the Ruthless Aggression, you know, the post Attitude Era. Um, era. Um, We'll yeah. see. I've heard it's very uh, whitewashing, like very Vince's perspective, you know, the victors rewrite history sort of thing. No, there's no real victors, right? They weren't at war with oh, anyone. Yes. Well, I don't know. I saw the clip about the WWE from WWF thing, and it was like no acknowledgement of why they had to do the name. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, Is so. Is it on the network now? Yeah. Yeah, two episodes are, I believe. Oh, I'll check it. Yeah. <clears throat> so Alistair Black won. Uh, it was a good match, but yeah, probably next week they'll be back. Uh, Charlotte Flair came out. We saw the recap of what happened last night at TakeOver Portland with Flair attacking Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair after their match at TakeOver Portland. Um, yeah, I mean, what is there really to say about this? I thought it made TakeOver look really important, didn't it? Yeah. And Charlotte talked about being at NXT, building NXT. I mean, they gave it an angle, at least, for why she's coming back and getting involved in this. Yeah, I think they need to let Charlotte be full-out heel, let Rhea Ripley be full-out babyface. Charlotte, when you start walking into that takeover, I mean, she just comes across as such a big star. Um, take advantage of that, you know. And, um, yeah, I, thought, I think 
this could be, you know, this could be really big for Rhea if uh, they don't give her lame promos and stuff. That's uh, that's my big concern. Shayna Baszler, we'll get to it, but uh, outside of saying shit, she had a really, <laughs> it was kind of rough. Yeah, uh, I feel like this angle is going to be great. I slow build though, right? Because I mean, there's nothing. I mean, this is Mania. We've still got Elimination Chamber. We've still got the uh, Super Showdown before then. So I guess this was what it needed to be to plant that flag and uh, start really building in earnest towards that. Six weeks away, but it'll be here before we know it. Um, we had a triple threat for the 24-7 title with R-Truth, Mojo Raleigh, and Riddick Moss. <sighs> Good for Riddick Moss, I guess, right? 24-7 champ. He's mm-hmm. on the main roster now. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, this was kind of a blink, and you, you missed it. Like they didn't really focus on him much in the match. I thought so. He's just kind of he was just kind of in there. You, you can. That's what they do with all the champions. You know, yeah, but that? but if you didn't know who Riddick Moss was, um, you wouldn't know after this. You still don't know. Yeah. We know nothing about him. What motivates him? What's he doing here? No. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I missed last week. I guess he became the champ last week and then defended it tonight? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's something. I'm Probably not the best title to be put in the picture of. Actually, Matt, that's a good question. Better to make your debut and be put in the 24-7 title picture or make your debut and have no title on the line? Which is better? No title on the line. Ooh. Yeah, you don't want to be in the 24-7 conga line. Like, immediately, that's, you know, the, the image you get stuck with. Yeah. You're, stu- yeah, you're stuck in that. Yeah, I just don't think they have anything for him. I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. Well, then don't call him up. He's a, <laughs> right. he's a great looking athlete. Like, the, the, don't call someone like that up. Call some other buddy else up that you know you, you're not too sure about, but you're paying a lot of money to. You had him in NXT for quite a while, and they're developmental part of the school there. And you're like, all right, it's now we're never. Let's see what this guy or girl can do. Then you bring them up, and you, and you do this crap with them. And if they do something with it. Then hey, power to them. Then the company knows they can do something with them. Maybe not big star status wise, but something. Riddick has a big superstar type look, yeah. and aura, an aura even. So you know you don't have that with every one of your talents. So this is you leave him down there and you let him simmer. Yeah, because there are there are like at times where he, he has that look like a, a like you like you were saying Matt like a main event type of look, but then he starts like shaking his arms and doing like the you know stuff that lower level talent do and he, once he could figure that all that out and that's you know why nxt should be the place for him right now but he has been there a long time yeah fun times with games uh, with another super chat saying i went to the bathroom and boom the match was over i think that's the problem with this is it's like the 24 7 title is great when they do vignettes great when they do segments hasn't really been a title that you associate with great matches no, it's not. It, yeah. it will never be about matches ever. It's going to be about our truth being taped onto the underside of a table. Yeah. yeah. And who even knows if it'll be around by the end of the year? I, I could see them dropping it. You know, has, has it been a year yet? No. No, really? No, it was. Wow. Uh, it was like last. Last spring, I want to—I want to say it was after Mania when they McFoley came and they they were Mania. going to make the third hour of Raw darker and they did that for one week and, uh, yeah. Yeah, raw dark never caught on. Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus MVP. So Drew McIntyre went out there, cut a promo, had uh, the entire audience 
uh, pointing at the WrestleMania sign, interrupted by Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar not there. And uh, who does Heyman bring out? Uh, MVP, who's going to face him. So I guess last week they had an altercation. Uh, Matt, what do you make about MVP in this role? And uh, I mean, this is kind of high profile, right? For a returning talent that they don't have under long-term contract. It is, but my only concern is how many of those fans know who MVP is. Not because he wasn't over. He was a megastar with WWE. Let's just be honest. He had a cool, dope entrance, was a great worker, had very good feuds. But I'm talking about today's fan. Yeah. I don't know if they remember. Yeah, they never really did any vignettes to explain. Because, yeah, you're talking over 10 years ago that he was there, right? And, and the, the business, WWE especially, has changed night and day since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many new talents are there. People don't even remember that Sheamus was world champion. And, yeah. Sheam- and Sheamus was post MVP, right? Um, but uh, Glenn, to your point, MVP is working with WWE. Um, oh yes, yeah. So he has started as a producer for the company. He was on Good Booker T's podcast and confirmed that he is now man. working for the company as a producer. Good. There you go. Smart dude. Uh, Very smart guy. I was. Go, he's good on the mic. Great well, on the mic. He's uh, great on the mic, Glenn. What are you today crazy? Today he went out, uh, and what did he say? Today, you're, fine, but he normally... You're a comedian. You're a real Billy Connolly. Did anyone else get that reference? I did. I did. Billy Connolly is a Scottish comedian. He replaced Howard Hessman in the last season of Head of the Class. In the oh, year. my God. Yes, I do know. The guy with the long hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. That was the la- He's popular everywhere in the world except the U.S. So it was like... Well, like, he's is like that, my like... dad type of popular. <laughs> yeah. Like my dad would think that was a funny joke. It's like Don Nuts. Yes, no, yes, it is. Yes, Everyone it is. knows who Don Knotts is, though. You say Don Knotts. Not, not, not the younger. We're not, we're not going to use that in today's. Come on. Would you really say it in today's day and age? Like, hey, you're a regular Don Knotts. I'd call you Jerry Lawler for saying that. <laughs> or when Jim Ross calls people, calls Lawler, was it Pen? What's it called? Pen Henny, Henny Youngman? Henny Youngman or Henny Pen? Yeah, that. I yeah. don't know who the hell that is. I just know it's some old, old dude because Jim Ross says it every damn time. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> makes you look old. Yeah, but that's, that was obscure. Anyhow, uh, so this ended with uh, Drew getting a pretty easy win here. What do you think of Drew's character, Matt, and the way they're they're doing this? This isn't a traditional baby face the way they're doing it. I mean, I think yeah. they've, they're doing it. Vince has always wanted this. This is what he tried to do with Roman, that sort of Han Solo, like he doesn't give a shit, but you still root for the guy. Um, I, I mean, I think it's actually remarkable that it's working with Drew where it fails every other person they've tried to give this shtick to. <sighs> Hmm. I think because it's way different. We didn't see Roman in the 3MB. We didn't see Roman struggle. Mm. We didn't see anything close to what Drew has gone through. These fans, do I think, do remember in the case of Drew. Um, yeah. And it's why I also think they were very receptive. You're not going to agree with me now, but if you go back to time and you look at the tape, why people were very excited for what's-his-name from 3MB to become a world champion. Oh, uh, Jinder? Got in the best shape of his life, looked like a million bucks. People were starting to dig him at the time very quickly, I'll say. I'll, I'll be very honest. But nonetheless, people want to see that full story that not you're not automatically destined to be a jobber for the rest of your life mm-hmm. if you work really hard at something. And how can not every fan identify with that and cheer for that? And then on top of it, Drew's fanning their flames by by doing cool crap. Yeah, and doing his three, two, one—that's big. That played a big role in his over, getting over as a baby face. He just got to stay away from the sexy Scottman crap, and he'll be good. 
Yeah, I thought because he's not just standing there cutting promo. He's being lively. He's like feeding off the energy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as he doesn't get too cutesy, I always worry about that with WWE uh, scripted promos. But I think he's hitting a home run right now so far. Yes, he is. A couple of super chats. Peter Bahi. Hey, Peter. Uh, He said Matt Morgan had a black goatee during MVP's run. That's right. MVP was there when you were there, right? I don't remember unless he was on Raw. Yeah, could have. I don't remember getting. Yeah, it might have been a little after. Scott Barkley, thanks for the super chat. If Vince isn't there, who has final say? Triple H. So they have a few. No, 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 no. How do you say it? (laughs) If Vince isn't there, who has the final say? Trips. All right, Scott. First of all, (laughs) do you know? Uh, do you know Hunter? Do you, do you know him? Where you, you're calling him trips like that? That's just weird. That's like when fans call Undertaker Taker. Now it's acceptable, but I remember when it started happening. I'm like, he didn't like that. Nobody liked that. He hated that. Yeah. What would people call CM Punk? Would they just call him CM for Punk? Like neither, neither of those feels right. Phil. None the wrestlers would talk about him. It was always Punk. Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, to the, that question, was usually, the fifth, Scott, were you the fifth member of Manu? No, were you the fifth member of Evolution? <laughs> he was, I knew it. Who was it? Mark Jindrak? That Mark was supposed Jindrak, to be there? He got the biggest screw over ever. <laughs> he was in their video for it, dude. You're right. The helicopter. Had had re-edit that. <laughs> God, poor guy. Yeah. Um, so what they usually it's usually a team of guys like Michael Hayes, uh, Paul Heyman. You know they'll have a few people. Triple H is you know if he's there, and then they're reporting to Vince and, and communicating with him. You know Bruce Pritchard uh, on the SmackDown side. So yeah. All right. What was next? So after that, uh, Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch. We saw a replay last week with Shayna attacking and biting Becky in the back of her neck. Becky stealing an ambulance and returning later to call Shayna out. Uh, Becky came in with a brown paper bag, tossed a bunch of money down, and was saying this is for the fine she's going to have to pay when she sees Shayna next and what she's going to do to her. And then we had Shayna up on the big screen uh, dropping an S-bomb, saying she's going to tear the living shit out of Becky and hopes that Becky's going to be watching Illumination Chamber closely uh, and rooting for her. So I didn't see this last week. What did you guys make at the time of uh, Shayna biting Becky and that whole angle? Stupid. I hated it. I hated it with a passion. I'm sorry. I didn't like it. I, I, I like the idea of doing something violent in your first appearance, but to Matt's point, uh, the the blood looked cheap. Um, it looked so fake. And, um, yeah. you know, the biting is just so random. Um, no, Becky it, it, like, put it over in the promo. In the wild, that's what predators do. They bite their prey in the neck to incapacitate them. Fine. Whatever. I mean, that, it's a very Vince <laughs> thing, I think. But I just um, don't get the curse word tonight. It, it yeah. didn't serve its purpose. It didn't have that, ooh, she's a badass yeah. vibe that it should if you're going to drop a, a curse word. Peter, you know, Peter, uh, quickly, Peter Bahi with the super chat saying, Matt's my friend. He's just not aware of it yet. <laughs> Fair warning, friend. Matt. I, I'm, I, I know we're friends, Peter. Thank you. Yes. Uh, um, but no, I think with this tonight, it is something funny that Vince takes one look at Shayna Baszler and says like, yeah, it looks like she bites somebody in the neck. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be a, it could be a Heyman call. Cause you know, he is. That's so outlandish, though. Now, like, where does that come up? Like, how does that enter your head? Like, as something to do. Yeah. I'm going to have her, but of all the things, 
I've never in a million years, and I try to be creative when I wrestled, did it ever enter my head to just bite my opponent in their neck? <laughs> it's, they're sitting there prone, Glenn. She was sitting there selling. Becky was like dead to the world. And she came in. She could have powerbombed her. She could have chair shot her. She could have done anything to her yeah. to leave her incapacitated. She bit her neck. Yeah, it's like one thing if like Becky was going to put her in an arm bar or something, That's and then Shayna started biting her arm, you know, and my, just kept the bite on. My argument last week, Glenn, you missed it, was you, that's something you do in a reactionary as a reactionary measure. You're getting your ass handed to you. And you can't get this person off you. You bite them in the stomach to get them off. Or sure. in Mike Tyson's case, you bite, you get your ass handed to you, so you bite the dude there. You know, it's a reactionary thing. It's not an offensive like front and center, ta-da, type of maneuver. Like yeah. where, where it's usually scripted for a power bomb or something like that to happen and leave them laying, you know, mm-hmm. talk smack to them while they're, while they're knocked out. Do you see yeah. CM Punk kind of copied your comments on, on backstage? <clears throat> no. He said the same he said the same exact thing. He said biting is a reactionary thing. And so uh, it, it was. He's locked in our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. He saw. His... Ah. Yeah. Uh, Zuka Negro with the super chat saying they're trying hard to compete with AEW. I mean, it does get people talking. It's. It's weird, but the more I think about it, the more I like it. But when I first heard about it, I was like, well, that just sounds batshit insane. If but, it, uh, it, yes. If it sounds natural in a promo, I'm all for it. You know, but then again, you know, AEW, they say shit on their promos every week. At least one. It works, uh, though. It works. Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm saying I like I mean, I like it. It makes them feel more real. But WWE. This did not. Yeah, this, this was it was a scripted s bomb. Yeah, it didn't it didn't have any impact on it. Usually, when someone drops an f bomb, you're like, oh, or, or like, but the s h i t word, like, mm. yeah. And, and, and I, I like how you spell it out and refer to the word, not the s word. Like, let's just give it the full spelling of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know people were were saying, well, Corey Graves said the s word, you know, on Raw last year. Uh, but Great. using oh, right. it in a promo, this was clearly a scripted promo. Uh, it's it's something AEW has been doing. It looked like WWE was taking a page out of their promo uh, promo book. But Wait, Shayna, I think she's going to have a tough time. That... She's going to have a tough time hanging with Becky in this build. She is. Yeah. I just don't see it. So wait, to borrow uh, though uh, a hip hop term, are you saying that uh, the WWE are biters in this case of AEW? How's that a hip hop? Biting their shit. Well, yeah, like biting, biting their shit. Ah, it's kind of a reach. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just maybe that is why she did. I don't know. It didn't come yeah. across that she she went above and beyond to you know that she's in the moment and just oops, I accidentally dropped this curse word. It was incredibly forced. Yeah, uh, Scott, Scott Barkley with two dollars super chat says trips never bit anyone, right, Matt? That was really funny when it first popped up. That made me pop. <laughs> that was a very good uh, re- response, Scott. Yes. <laughs> It was. I was popping. Yeah. Rod was going on and on and on and on and on and on about friggin' crazy Looney Tunes, uh, Shanna. Shanna. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not a fan of her. I just can't get into her. I can't. When I look at her and Becky side by side, you know, and you oh. see Becky cutting the promo, um, man, it's just uh, Shana's not ready. Uh, I think everybody else likes her. Uh, a lot of fans do because I hear it on my Twitter. I just. I'm just being honest. I don't know what it is I'm missing with her. I don't get it. I don't like. I, just, I don't know. There, there are a lot of people that are hardcore NXT fans that you know 
but that doesn't mean it, it translates to the the larger audience. And she's she's not going to beat Becky. I mean, but she's being built up as WrestleMania competition for Becky, and well, then good. she could beat Becky. I mean, they need a new feud for Becky, and <laughs> if Becky just beats her right off the bat, you know, you could argue Shayna beating her, and then that keeps it going, and you know, for Becky yeah. to eventually uh, beat her. Zook Enigma with the mm-hmm. super chat saying, "I'm curious too who you guys would have Becky face." I still think they're not doing what's her name justice to Southern Bell. That no. is the next it superstar. I'm sorry, and I don't know what they're doing with her. That's who it should be, if you're asking me. I would have said Sasha when she came back. You would have kept her off the losing end, getting her some wins, building her up to eventually, you know, win the Rumble and then face face Becky. But you know, that's long gone. Peter Bahi with the super check, giving props to Raj for breathing Rhea and Charlotte. And Thank you. Because I no. predicted it. He what he was the first, as you said. I predicted the triple threat with Bianca, but he predicted yes, the match. He, he predicted the match. And we don't know. Maybe it'll happen with Bianca. Maybe it won't. Um, you know, oh, so wait. So it's interesting. No, I so love- to answer your question, no, we didn't give him props. And we're still not going to. Yeah, I even sent you that that clip, Matt. And I'm still. <laughs> He's still. <laughs> and I did not reply with props that I'm not giving him now. Because I said it, and I don't know why it's not on record anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember half the things I say. People tweet at me things. It's like you predict this. So I was like, I was just talking, man. Like I don't know anything. That's uh, pretty cool. Allie Love Eleven uh, G saying, I see Becky leaving soon. Didn't Becky have a tweet a couple week or two ago making a big point about her not resigning with the company so far? She's tweeted that she should be paid the most in the company, but a lot of that's just in character stuff. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. I was going to get a huge pop for that. <laughs> yeah. Because so, she said and the giveaway was she was like, I should be making more than Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh, well, then you're, yeah. Could you right. imagine if you could get away with that, Matt? If you had Sasha just says stuff pass. like that. Sasha yeah. says stuff yeah, like that on her Twitter all the time. Thanks, I think thanks for paying me. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Sasha's living up the living up the character. It's it's awesome. I wish more she, people would do that. That's like MJF. all in, dude. Mm-hmm. Sasha goes all in. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, no, uh, God, now we have to talk about this. This was also exciting. Now we have to talk about Angel Garza and Bobby Lashley versus Rusev and Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. I mean, I... No, we, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We do whatever we want. No, we don't. <laughs> so I was watching House Party last night, and say we watched House Party 2. <laughs> no, Angel Garza, him doing the, the the girl in the crowd kissing him, you know, I thought that was uh, that was good stuff. It was different. I, I'll say it. Different. Yeah, he reminds me of a cross between Eddie and and Rick Rude. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it was fine. These are just these storylines. It's like it was a bunch of storylines going nowhere. Let's have them go nowhere together. Yeah. And Angel, Angel Garza, yeah, pinning pinning Rusev. So Rusev clearly you could you could see from the look on his face how he was used. He's he seems like he's on the way out. Like he's just in limbo, like contract limbo. When's his deal up? Uh, it's, it's he had he had written on his Twitter that uh, he was going to be a free agent soon, and then the Observer said his contract's not up for a little while. So um, they, and they're they just renegotiating know. now. Nobody knows like the date. No, huh. but you know, like yeah. Luke Harper, he, he he was renegotiating. You know, well, be, and the Revival re- renegotiating last year, and their contracts are coming up in April. So, um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think Rusev, it, it's they're treating him like he's not staying right now. Yeah, it's. I mean, this whole thing. I don't know. I mean, last week was there some amazing build for this? No, 
No. <laughs> the, the thing I thought I think sucks with this is Lashley. He just comes off of this big program. He gets he's dominant in it. He beats uh, Rusev over and over. They should be moving him up the card, like towards that world title level, not just stuck back in tag matches. And he, yeah. it's like that feud did nothing for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I this I like all these talents too. I just think uh, we don't know how many matches Brock Lesnar is going to have left overall before he actually really calls it quits. They need to get to Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar somehow eventually. They, they just do. have to. They're missing the boat on this. To think we're seeing Ricochet, Brock Lesnar before Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, Angel and Bobby won this match, and then we had Natalia versus Kari Sane. Uh, with Kari Singh getting a win by count out. Love the energy with Asuka and Kari coming out to the ring. Yeah. I noticed that Great. too. You're right. Yeah. Uh, the Lawler thing was bullshit. Um, what exactly did he say? He said Kari looks like she ate some day old sushi, something mm. along those lines. Mm. Well, I there mean, you go. Yeah. See, I missed that. See, there you go. We just said it's only a matter of time before he says something. <laughs> I guarantee you he's going to have to say something tomorrow about that. Yeah. But now let me just say this: I would have thought it was going to get called out. I would have thought it would have been just as lame if he would have said Drew McIntyre looks like he just ate some day old haggis. I would have been like, "That's just as stupid." Uh, isn't there some type of overtone there? Like, whereas if you were, I'm not, I don't want to get into it, but if somebody was about to say something specific about a different race eating a certain food. Yeah. Well, people I think would it's be cool. all over him, and and I'm and I don't want people to be all over Jerry Lawler, obviously. But I'm just saying that this is. We're saying how long will it take before he gets there? I'm predicting tomorrow there'll be some of an uproar about this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, it's not for me to say what has a racial overtone or not for me. Again, I think with Drew, it's the same thing. It's just, it's like saying with Seamus, you know, just mm. making an Irish joke. I think it's just that if you're on commentary, you should have more to say than just about the most obvious tie to a performer low-hanging fruit yeah too. that's my point of view like but i understand why people think it's if someone thinks it's racially instead of it again i'm not going to take that viewpoint away from you but i just think it's, it's just lazy it's just dumb it's like yes you literally had nothing to say and just went for it. <clears throat> yep. well in the real world if if someone said that you know during an nba game uh, there would be a ton of uh, backlash you know for that yep yeah i mean actually look at what Cornette said similar Little, yeah, little, that was way worse. I didn't want to. That was actually what I had in my back of my head. Yeah, yeah. I think Cornette's was way worse, but it obviously was. But yeah. I'm yeah. saying the right. It's just we're in a. It's an interesting time right now, and I just think with Lawler, he is a liability. Uh, I will say this about um, Jr. Jr. catches himself and like apologizes immediately. Lately, immediately, like he knows when when he steps in. I think Lawler just doesn't care. I don't know. Uh, great match though, and that's that's where it's like insulting to the performers. Is that something like this? Like, like you had this match, Natalia and Kari Sane, two of the best women wrestlers, two of the best wrestlers, period, yeah. in the WWE, going out there putting on this match. Oscar and Kari have all this energy. Uh, Natalia looking like a million bucks, and everyone's talking about the dumb and sensitive thing Lawler said. That's the reason why he should be off commentary. No commentator should be getting over at the expense of what's going on in the ring, positive or negative. Hmm. You know, that's not their job. Their job is literally to support what's oh, going on, not overshadowing. Some yeah. of the best commentators, though, that's what they did. Bobby Heenan, Jesse yeah. Ventura, um, some of the most iconic Lawler back in the day. Um, yeah. Di- different time. Today. It is a different time. <clears throat> uh, 
I mean, but the idea of a heel commentator is just kind of it wouldn't work. The stuff Bobby Heenan did would not. He's so creative. I'm sure he'd figure a way around it. But a lot of his stuff he would not be able to say today. Go back and watch it. Yeah, uh, Chris saying Lawler's outdated. Why not bring back Joe? What happened with Joe? There was uh, oh, the boy. What happened with Joe? I remember he wrestled last week. Okay, yeah. so that rumor was not true. No. Okay. Yeah, I think Joe on commentary was great. Sign me up for that. I think that'd be fantastic. Uh, we had Murphy in the ring with the Authors of Pain, uh, uh, Ackerman Razor. And by the way, in terms of outrage, Twitter tonight, a good portion of this, uh, particularly uh, some uh, God-fearing folks, did not seem to appreciate the whole Messiah thing and what Seth was doing. What do you mean? No, I'm, some people, I'm, I'm looking on Twitter, there's some of our fans that were just like, this is offensive. Even though then with crucifixion and the way Seth's up there presenting this and doing this, I mean, it's getting heat. But I'm saying it's getting heat with that crowd uh, because they, I mean, again, it's not, uh, you know, I come from a different religious background, but my understanding is in certain faiths, you should not be borrowing this imagery. It's, it's blasphemous in certain faiths. It is, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, crowd was chanting, you suck during this, though. You don't hear that in church a lot. I would go to a church if people were yelling at the guy up there, like, you suck. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, CM Punk did a similar character with the Straight Edge Society, and I just felt like he did it so much so much better. Um, this segment sucked, I thought. And I, and I like Seth. I like Seth as a heel. I just feel like uh, him doing this overly religious stuff, um, I don't know. It just... It, I don't know. It just didn't. Uh, it just didn't work for me. Mm, well, I, I I didn't dig it either. I don't know what else to add to that. It just it did suck, and I feel bad because I, I want Seth to hit this out of the park with his new sure. persona. He's got his own stable. I still believed in him when he said that he thought he was the best talent in the world, and he proves it every night as a baby face. I was behind him on that tweet. Sure. It's like you should be thinking of yourself that way, especially as a WWE World Champion. You should think that highly of yourself, especially when you're as talented as he is. And he does go balls to the wall, fifth gear every show he wrestles on. House show in front of 18 people or in front of 18,000, it doesn't matter to him. You know? But well, Tammy's saying with his promos, he's whiny, long, and drawn out. And I think it gets heat in this case, but I don't think I don't think this is good heat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, before when he first turned heel and he was cutting those promos, I felt like it seemed like an extension of himself, and now it feels like he's playing a character. And the extension of himself, I think, just works better. It was working really good. And I don't know if I was thinking that way because I was so excited to see him be a heel and stop yeah. being an annoying baby face um, on TV. But because you're doing this stuff with Becky, that killed sure. him. Sure. Yeah. I like his outfit tonight. That outfit was so ridiculous, but it absolutely worked. But when he opened his mouth, I just, yeah. this is like, it, it just seems so basic. I mean, just the idea of this, like, it's so old school. It's like, well, how can I go out there and get he? Well, I'm the Messiah. I'm the savior. I'm this, I'm that. It's like, people are going to hate and boo, but it's just boring. Like, there's nothing fresh about this. I don't know. Yeah. Thought it was lame. Um, I don't even know what they're building. With the worst was they're building to a six-man tag later in the night, which is... The billionth time in a, a billionth week in a row that we've seen this match. Seriously, they've done it like the last yeah. 10 weeks in a row, some variation of it. The Viking Raiders came out. Owens came out. Owen dropped Rollins with a stunner for a big pop. <sighs> you know, up until this point, I was really liking this show. Like, I thought it was a, yeah, a really strong it episode. It killed the show for me. Yeah. 
It was bad. Um, when, I don't, when I don't even want to talk about it, like you know, it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we got Ricochet coming out for a promo face-off with AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson. All right, real quick, I need to pick up the pace on the show because yeah. Please. I dragged ass in our last segment. Raj, I have a quick question. Does Ryback know about Rajback? <laughs> I haven't asked him. <laughs> Play him like the footage of this. I want to see what his reaction is. What's Rajback? I don't really. I don't even get it. This is how little Raj is on the podcast. Oh, he doesn't even know what Rajback is. This is your own show, Raj. This is your <laughs> brand, your podcast, your network. Okay, so and it's just what Glenn right? calls me. Every no, show it, when you're not on. <laughs> It's Raj's off somewhere with Ryback because you're yeah. on Ryback's podcast. There was a time when you were on Ryback's podcast more than this podcast. No, I'm on once a week. I, I do his podcast every week. Feels like yeah, more. you're not on this podcast every week. I Your am podcast yours that you are. I am on this every week. I was on th- three times last week because I was gone. Yeah, but even then, I'm always on Mondays unless uh, unless I'm out. The conversation always starts with whereas Raj obviously the easy one is he's doing Ryback's podcast. <laughs> and then the Rajback's comments start. So my question is, does so he wait, Glenn, has Raj not seen like one of the photos? <laughs> I don't know if I should be showing this, but I don't have him say that. Him <laughs> being piggybacked by uh, a fine, keep talking. Let me see what I can find. <laughs> I gotta go deep in my his reaction is Raj. Just say it. <laughs> don't set it up. Just show it to him. Just okay, don't say what it is. Okay, let me see <laughs> what I can find. Want me to show you this for some weird reason. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> showing that one. Um, don't show any details. I, I want to see what his reaction is. <laughs> I, I'm trying to find this. Let me. Peter uh, is saying he created uh, Raj back. Well, thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. <laughs> 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 okay, here we go. I found I found one safe for uh, showing on this. Uh, from uh, Jeff Holtke uh, created this. <laughs> go that to Ryback. Go that one to him. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I think you know it's, it's valid. Uh... <laughs> uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I doubt he does. Unless they're tweeting it at him, but <laughs> no, he's been tweeted at some of it. That's what I saw Matt the other night. I'm like, Ryback's got to see this to just be like, what the f is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Anyhow, um, this more interesting than than all. Um, tonight. Uh, oh god, that ricochet promo, man. Like. It's it, And it bummed me out when the Street Profits came out during that last match because I keep going back to this more and more since I brought it up on this podcast a few weeks ago. Ricochet and the Street Profits solves every problem both acts are having right now. What do you think of that, Raj? That idea? Uh, um, I, I like it because that's where Ricochet is sorely lacking and it, it, it gives him something. I, I do think that would be cool. Especially against AJ in the club. Like, yeah. the promos would be money. Those matches would be money. Yeah. Like. They'd get that him over. They'd yeah. really get him over even more. Yeah. My only problem with this creative is that they just have that same six man tag on every week. You know, like they're like they're doing right now with uh, Seth's crew. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how they come up with it. Honestly, like, there's nobody in creative meetings go, guys. We just gave that to them last week, and the week before, and the week before, and the week. Like, where's the person saying this? Yeah. And and wouldn't one person be like, well, shouldn't we add a, a reason why we're, you know, why this match has taken place since we've done it ten times in a row, uh, you know, have some sort of stip or some sort of thing that the winner gets at the end? That's why nobody cares about 
six man tags. Yeah, um, we're in tags. Yeah, I always felt like that with New Japan too, where they load those shows with six man tags, and it's like, okay, you're seeing good action, but it, it mean it's 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 a way to kill time. You know, a lot of times. I was in New Japan. I asked that question finally because all that was happening to me. I'd have a great match versus um, who the guy wrestled in the Tokyo Dome, Nagata. Eugene mm-hmm. got I went over on him in the Tokyo Dome, and like then that following week, we did nothing but like eight man tags. And I said, "Why?" And they go, "Longevity." And I was like, "We mean longevity." <laughs> and they're like, "It's gonna, it gives the talents more time to less chance to get hurt, I should say, while giving the fans all those big stars that they paid to see." Yeah, um, live events that makes sense. I wanted my singles matches. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, a lot. I mean, these are on TV too. You know, there's a. Yeah. yeah, but in uh, general, it's rare that you see a six man tag or or something where it, it it has some sort of ramifications or it means something. Never, you didn't mean, yeah. I just don't think nobody cares. I don't think anybody cares about them. They know nothing's going to happen with this match. Nothing spectacular is going to happen if one team loses and the other team doesn't. Yeah, it's frustrating. So with this, Ricochet beat Carl Anderson tonight. No, AJ stopped. Wait, was it? No, was the match? It was against Anderson. Uh, Gallows and AJ got ejected. Why did I think it was AJ? Well, AJ was the promo at the beginning that he was talking to. Is AJ cleared to wrestle right now? I could 100% swear it was AJ, and he pinned AJ because I was thinking, what? What's going on? Someone in the chat, help me out. Because <laughs> I did start, once they, <laughs> once they announced that match, I was starting to... To fade out. Um, I want to apologize. Tuck Graf is saying the Ryback shaming is very unsettling. And uh, I want to well, apologize. It's offensive. To any of the Ryback nation out there. Okay, so it was Carl. Okay, so yeah, this then you know this made total sense then. I, at first, I was like, why are they having Ricochet beat uh, AJ when AJ is supposed to be facing the Undertaker at WrestleMania? Is our our Ryback fans called the Ryback? Because that should totally be a thing. Ah, I like that Ryback. Yeah. Okay. I All mentioned right. that to him on the next podcast we have together. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Carl <laughs> Anderson. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense then. Uh, Jackson Callis with the super chat pointing out the Jew print is better than Rajback. <laughs> yeah, let's get some let's get some images with Glenn and Matt. Jeez, they did. We, we have merchandise. Like yeah, people design merch for us. <laughs> they put Glenn's uh, Yoan TV rap days uh, picture yeah. of him. He's people really cool. Raj but is very behind on the running jokes in this podcast. Okay, no, he doesn't watch please. his own show. If that was Jim Ross, I'd say, "Don't you watch the show, son?" He's got more of it on tough enough traps. <laughs> right, that's oh, right. Man, With so, the spinner Rooney. Yeah. So this go, was yeah. uh, against Anderson. Um, oh, and then Liv Morgan backstage talking to Charlie Caruso about Ruby Riot taking credit for her growth in the recent attack. So this is building up Elimination Chamber. It's coming up March 8th, which is going to be here before you know it, because February is a short month. But uh, it's weird that they announced all the Elimination Chamber competitors outside of the show. Like, that was announced today. I don't know what site broke it, Raj, but uh, it was weird that it wasn't, like, a thing to get into Elimination Chamber. Just, here's your competitors. Enjoy. Yeah. Um it's like where you can just declare for stuff now. Um, I, personally, they should just do away with this pay-per-view when you already got Super Showdown. Uh, they're going to be making so much money from it that it doesn't hurt to cancel Elimination Chamber and have this extra pay-per-view um, just two weeks away. Yeah. 
Dumb. Uh, anyhow, the main event, speaking of dumb, the main event, Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders versus Murphy and the Authors of Pain. Now, this got going. This was actually a pretty long match, a lot of back and forth. And I think that's the problem. I mean, that's where it really devalues these guys, right, Matt, is that you give them 15 minutes to go out there. But when you see this all the time and they're out there, Matt, how hard is it to do a 15-minute match and not have it be a retread of the same match you've had against the same opponents before? It's tough. It could be tough because you're yeah. also doing a lot of house shows circuit too on top yeah. of it. But on TV, when they repeat on this and they're busting their ass out there to make it different, make it good, of course, <clears throat> Rollins interfered, but then it was um, – well, actually, okay, so – uh, yeah, Rollins went for uh, ran down, hit Owens with the title belt, and there was a DQ. And then after the Street Profits came out to even the mm. score, uh, but Rollins, AOP, and Murphy, uh, um, yeah, they got taken out. Rollins threw a fit, and Owens and his team was celebrating while Rollins was screaming from the stage, and Owens was sitting in the corner to pose as Raw went off the air. I mean, so now the Street Profits are running this. I mean, this factions can get too big, mm. I feel like. Yeah, like is Joe still a part of it? Because um, he was last week. So, you know, then you got it was Owens, Joe, the Authors of Pain, and the Street Profits. That's six guys. I don't know. If, if it weren't for this podcast, I would have checked out of that main event. When they announced it, I probably would have checked out of the show. If it wasn't for this podcast, I would have been watching House Party 3 with my wife instead of Monday Night Raw. Because uh. we watched the first two. Third one sucks, but you need closure. Yeah, that's I'm with, like that with the Karate Kid. Yeah. I love the Karate Kid Part 3. <laughs> karate Kid Part 3 is my second favorite Karate Kid film. Oh my gosh. You've lost it. <laughs> That's like saying Back to the Future Part 3 is the best one. I think Back to the Future Part 3 is better than Part 2. And as a kid, <sighs> I had the opposite opinion. Really? The future, love- the future? Yeah. The future part that's out that's in the past looks corny as hell. But the part where they go back to the first movie is incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. The second half. But that first half. He has to get that pretty- sports book. and it's, Yeah. It's awesome. I don't know. I mean, they're all great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what watch I'm... all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they're on TV, not like that off TNT. No, absolutely. Like that's yeah. what happens. Uh, but I don't know. Trilogies are tough, man. When's Cobra Kai the next season coming out? We got a couple months still. I don't know. Soon Hopefully soon. <sighs> yeah. They, and on top of that, they end this with a DQ. Like that's that's the thing. It was a repeat. <laughs> no, and there was you, no clear winner. You do a repeat, and then. You, you give them a 15-minute match and end it with a DQ. I mean, it was just making it the worst possible uh, if, uh, outcome you can for a match that people have seen a billion times already. So, anyway. I'm very interested at how the unless the formula has changed on how they decide people win now or not. It feels to me like they've completely changed it. Like it's not oh, this is the pers- person we're trying to get behind and push, so therefore they've got to win this match tonight. It feels like there's something new that's in the equation. I I don't work there, so I just don't know what it is. I'm not in the room to hear it, right? Right. And it just feels like something's changed dramatically. Because how many times now, for how long have we been saying this? I think it's been two years we've been saying, the three years, the 50-50 booking. Mm-hmm. Started with that, maybe three or four years we've been saying that, it feels like. And then now it's... Everybody like again fifty fifty. I guess it's fifty fifty booking when they still go back and forth in singles matches, wins versus losses, week after week. But it's the same crap every week, same opponents. They just trade victories, and this, and then now they're adding into the oh, that awesome formula of cluster F. They're adding into it six and eight man tags. Right. No. Yeah. No. 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 And then not giving you finishes on top of it. 
I don't know, man. It feels like, I don't want to say they've given up, it feels like, but there's something different that I just feel like I'm unaware of and nobody's telling me that their formula has changed on how they decide the ends of matches yeah. now. I will say, though, it does feel like they've cut down on the 50-50 stuff a lot, at least with a, a handful of guys, with Alistair Black, with, with Seth, yeah, Beck, Becky. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like they've definitely cut down. On Raw, on SmackDown, I feel like Bailey. You know, it's it still happens all the time on SmackDown, except with Roman. But um, yeah. Mm. So that was Raw tonight. What else is going on in the world of wrestling, Rush? Oh man! Uh, so WrestleMania it looks like John Cena is going to be facing Elias. Didn't they kind of do that before when he came out Thugonomics and they did the little face off? Didn't he pin him then? I he didn't. He did. No, he just he just destroyed him. Remember, yeah. it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a match. Gotcha. The, so he's done something with Elias the past two years. And he did something with Undertaker once too. Yeah, that one year because it was Undertaker, then Elias, or, or C, it was Cena, and then uh, was calling out Undertaker. Elias came out. They did a little shebang, and then finally Undertaker came out. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, that's the rumored match for Cena, um, who looks like he might have gotten engaged to his girlfriend. I can't say her last name. Shay something. Um, so, How weird is that? I don't believe it'll last. <laughs> you were yeah, you were right last time. It won't. You were guaranteeing it last time. I'll do it again. <laughs> and he didn't even televise the engagement this time, so you know where's the pop there? Yeah. Um, and then also AJ Styles against the Undertaker is reportedly that's the match for WrestleMania. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh AJ, I'm so jealous of you. Oh my god, I'd be so jealous of that kid. You get to wrestle Taker at Mania. Yeah. And he will listen before you judge. I'm promising you aj will pull something out of him okay something good in, in a good story where taker doesn't look like he's on his last you know his last ride so to speak pun intended um and it will be a very good plausible match at least yeah. aj's lightweight taker can lift him pretty easily i think yeah i, I mean work with nash when nash's knees were really screwed up like yeah. he was really he was in a lot of pain i remember once and he does it with everybody aj works He's just awesome. He can work a broomstick. Yeah, and he AJ. It just seems like a perfect opponent for Undertaker, especially point. after you saw what happened with Goldberg, uh, with Roman too. Um, you know, Taker couldn't get up for Roman. He's not do anything. All he needs to do, AJ needs to be hit the ropes and take tackles from Taker. Taker just needs to stand there and just let AJ bump into him and bump all over the ring. He will bump and feed all over that place. Yeah. yeah, and he'll look like a badass in the process, the way Taker should look. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I agree. I think it, it's a it's I an awesome match. That. It's one that it, it wouldn't hurt AJ to lose either. No, no, so, no, it wouldn't. Yeah. No, it would not. AJ's getting to a point which is a really tough point to get to a, a, a achievement where you can be like a Chris Jericho and take losses with that company and still be crazy over. Right. Not many guys can say that. Yeah. AJ's one of them, and definitely versus Taker, that's very acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. So that's yeah, it's pretty. I'm cool. excited. How how, how how I didn't hear this. How like sure that I do? They think. That I mean that's happened. yeah. Apparently that that is the plan. It's not a. It's yeah. I'm Unless something Mania. changes in the next few weeks, that's what that's that, where they're going. Then, and I think you saw you saw in AJ's promo tonight, right? He was kind of calling out legends. Yep. And he didn't say Taker yet, so I think they're kind of building to that. Like oh, he'll kind of keep doing promos where he's cut, you know calling out legends, and then uh, eventually they he does Taker and it goes from there. 
I'm going to predict on the show right now, if he does work Taker, he's going to steal the choke slam spot that me and him, uh, me and Hennigan came up with that I let AJ use with me in a match once. Remember I told you the choke slam up into the back flip? Yeah. Pick him up in the air, let him back flip out of it. Throw a clothesline, he ducks it, and he hits you with the Pele kick to the face. Mm. It's an awesome move, cool. and the fans will go bonkers for it, and Taker can easily do it. Yeah. Uh, Luke Keyman with a 549 euro. That's like 750 US saying greetings from Germany. Woke up early. Just watch you guys, Matt Morgan for president. Yay. Hey, thank you, you know, Rookie man. Matt, your political career is just getting started, you know, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. You thank see. you. Uh, man, oh, these fans, our fans are the best. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Is the best. Seriously. Uh, um, last night, especially, it was great. Just, uh, Raj, I know you were tweeting today. That interest on the site for NXT TakeOver was actually remarkably low. Yeah. We had like a packed chat room last night, a lot of people watching live, a lot of people tweeting at us. Like, yeah. I mean, to us, it felt like, you know, it, probably more interest than your average pay-per-view. It did. More, more than a WWE pay-per-view? Uh, I mean, not like a Royal Rumble, but more than like a fast lane, definitely. Huh, okay. Yeah, um, otherwise on the site, the, it, it was like a, a regular, it was a little better than a regular Sunday. Um, but same with my Twitter too, though. Like my Twitter was—I don't get much about mm-hmm. this stuff on there. But NXT, I did this past last night yeah. between yeah. this show and NXT. I mean, that was yeah. great. Um, and so uh, let's see, what else do we got? Uh, Shelton Benjamin <laughs> resigned with the WWE. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin was on uh, Levin Garcia's podcast talking about how he's kind of frustrated with where he is in WWE right now. Uh, he's not really happy with uh, how his career is going. And then he says, but I just re-signed another multi-year deal with WWE. So What's he take that, do? Tony Khan. Where else is he going to go work? Uh, well, he did, he was in New Japan for a while. I'm sure he could get signed somewhere. Uh, not make that kind of money. Though. Right, exactly. So it's just kind of funny that... Uh, you're just seeing that the money is so good that even people that are that are very frustrated right now, uh, they'll take it. Well, guess what? You know, UPS is hiring too, folks, and I'm sure UPS workers are going to work have their hard days too that they don't want to be there. You know, it, when the job is paying a certain kind of money, you got to take it. You got a family to support. Yeah, I don't got no problem with him yeah. doing that. At the same time, still oh, yeah. voicing his concern that they're not using him right, which I agree with. Did you see him in the ring with Brock at Rumble, dude? Yeah. He looked. Like, just as a, as a as a capable athlete as Brock did, physically. Yeah, I, I always felt like they could kind of use him as, like, I don't know if his lackey is the right word, but just someone else in that Paul Heyman-Lesnar group, because they do have them, that. I would love to see them tag one more time. Just, just, it gives Brock every, you know, it gives him opportunity to be on the TV even more. Mm-hmm. And let Sean do the majority of the work, and let Brock come in and do what he used to do in our stuff. And Team Lesnar, Brock used to like leave our apron and go on freaking commentary, and like make make us three wrestle. And mm-hmm. this like me and like Big Show, we'd have to like finish the match, but Brock would get off and just bounce on us and go in the headset and start broadcasting the show with Taz and Michael Cole, <laughs> and then go, "Hang on, I gotta go take care of business," and go back in the ring and jump Kurt Angle from behind, start beating his ass, <laughs> tag one of us and yell at us, and then go back out and get on commentary again. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Chad Kerwin saying AJ should call out Sid Justice. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's so random. I love that he called him Justice too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name he used for like seven months. Uh, <laughs> uh, one more thing. This is kind of cool. Uh, Sasha Banks is going to be on the new season of The Mandalorian. Uh, 
um, in oh. season two. So it's not known what she's going to be doing, how big her role is, but she will be appearing on some, somewhere in the second season. Great nice. show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, good for her. Like, I mean, yeah, it seems like everything outside WWE is going very, very well for her. Yeah, right she's now. been out with an injury, but uh, yeah. Sheamus drove the pace car at the Daytona 500, in case fans were wondering. That, was that, that was that yesterday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Cool. I thought that was a pretty cool little gig, gig if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. see, I, I know Charlotte Flair was at, I don't follow racing. Uh, do NASCAR and Daytona, are they the same? The Daytona 500 and NASCAR, is that part yeah. of NASCAR? Yes. Okay. Yes. I know uh, Charlotte was did something with NASCAR a little while ago. Yeah, the Daytona 500 is like the big t- big thing. It's like the, the WrestleMania? Blue. Yeah. Or NASCAR. Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. I thought it was pretty cool. He was in his little tiny pace car driving it. Yeah. AJ mentioned he did? Shane, Shane McDick, you just wanted me to say your name, Shane. <laughs> I think that's what the Super chat said he said Undertaker's name tonight. Uh, yeah, I guess some people are saying he did say Taker. All right, maybe that uh, will keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I think that covers it, guys. We're going to be back here Wednesday to talk about Dynamite versus NXT. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's uh, real at, quick, uh, if you yeah. haven't already, WrestleMania weekend. Oh, yes. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash wrestling Inc. Go to events and uh, go to Wrestling Inc. WrestleMania meetup Friday, April 3rd uh, from 3 to 5 at Rick's on the River in Tampa. Uh, it's really close to the arena, so you'll be able to make SmackDown that night if you're going to SmackDown. Uh, and, yeah, you get to meet all of us, so we'll all be there. So um, facebook.com slash wrestling Inc. Awesome, guys. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. He is at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Raj Geary underscore 303. I'm Macklin Rubenstein. Catch you back here on Wednesday on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about.
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.